Will, good evening. Welcome. Chicago Cubs talk this week and every week brought to you by the good friends at True Blues and Chicago Cubs Club 18. My name is Jeff Hare. Hare now with the name of the program. And I love this song. I do. My producer, the great Russ Omar. <laughs> That's funny, I guess. Uh, my name is Jeff. Thanks for joining in tonight. Uh, hey, what a week. Uh, what a weekend we went through as Cub fans. I tell you what, you had the doubleheader on Friday, and I mentioned that I hate doubleheaders. Okay, doubleheaders to me, I hate them as a player. I hate them as a coach. I hate them as when I was an umpiring. Uh, they're just to me, nothing good could come up a doubleheader. Right? They, they destroy your team. They destroy your pitching arms. They destroy your momentum. They may give you momentum, but that's kind of misleading. Uh, you know, you take two games on a day. They, you know, all that means is you're better today. It doesn't mean anything for tomorrow or the next day. Anyway, the fans get excited. It, it just, then you go out and you split a game and you really get nowhere or you lose and, you, and you, it destroys your season. I mean, it happens all the time. I'm just not a doubleheader guy. I've never liked them. Major League Baseball doesn't like them either, by the way. They're, they're not scheduled at all. Uh, the only reason that they do have them is in the event of a weather situation. And now with ownership figuring out that you can do day-night doubleheaders, you can play a noon game or 1 o'clock game, get done at 4, send everybody out, clean up the stadium, and come back at 7 with a whole different uh, gate. They've been doing that more. I remember as a kid, they used to have twilight doubleheaders where you would pay one to one ticket and you'd go to see two games. You'd go 6 o'clock start and you're there until midnight and, you know, I went to St. Louis one time, saw the Cubs play down there. It been about 1978, maybe 77 right in that range. Cubs lost a doubleheader to St. Louis on a Friday night. It was hotter than all get out. It was in August. I'll tell you about it sometime. Anyway, so the Cubs go out on Friday. They win the first game. They look pretty good, 6-2. Then they lose the second one heartbreakingly in the bottom of the ninth. They had a one nothing lead. Uh, if I'm like you or you like me, we're thinking that there's no way one nothing's going to hold up. But when you get in that ninth inning, you think, hey, we might have a chance. And. It uh, just wasn't to be that ended. And then Saturday, oh, boy, two-to-one lead in, in the ninth inning, and you think you got it made. And, you know, you can't use Azalea. Azalea went on Friday, and he was tired. And they came in, and, uh, you know, Mark Leiter Jr., you got to give it to him. All right, the kid gives it his all. Now, he's not the same pitcher his dad was, Mark Leiter Sr., or his uncle, Al Leiter, who was a great pitcher in his time, or his cousin, who's, was the number one pick out of Vanderbilt a few years ago and is moving up the minor league system. He's not that, that but he the kid goes in there and gives you a good solid effort every time out. He just didn't have it on, on Saturday evening. It was a tough, tough loss for the Cubs. You know, I was driving down the street and I mentioned this on one of the on one of the, the, the threads I was on. I like to listen. I get serious radio and I live in California, so I don't get and, and the way serious works is you always get the home team's announcers. Okay. So when the Cubs are on the road, I get the announcers of the other team, and I'm listening to the Cincinnati announcers, and their their color man's guy named Cowboy Brantley. Jeff Brantley used to pitch in the majors years ago, and he goes by Cowboy. And I tell you, old Cowboy really had it out there. He he, he knows pitching, and he I, I love listening to him because he really explains what's going on with as far as pitching goes. And he was talking about lighter, and he said he said right now he said I'm telling you he says he is not getting any movement at all on his slider or on his forkball. And without any movements, those balls were just hanging up there. And that's what happened. Those ball pitches were hanging. They were hitting them hard. The Cubs had no one in the bullpen. I mean, they were running out of pitchers because of the doubleheader and the schedule as it is and trying to get games in and everything they're trying to do. And just 
part of the way baseball schedules it. This is what baseball does. They want to they want to get a true test and they put teams through this. You know, it wasn't great by any means. I, I wouldn't give up on Leiter. He's going to help us. He's going to help us soon, probably tomorrow or 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 Tuesday. I mean, he's going to get to a game sooner or later, and when we got to get behind him and support him. Uh, it was just a tough thing, and you can tell he's exhausted. He couldn't get any movement on his pitches, and and that was it. And the Cubs went down with that brutal, brutal loss yesterday, uh, three to two. And then you get Sunday's game. Now I want to tell you what what I think about this game today. They won fifteen to seven, but let's ignore that, okay? Fifteen to seven was an aberration, okay? This was not a fifteen to seven game. This game was a lot closer than the score would indicate. Because I tell you what happened here. If you look at this thing, the Cubs are behind in the seventh inning, or they tied it in the seventh, made a five to five. Okay, I mean, here the Cubs are losing this thing throughout most of the game. Now, I'm going to say this about the Cubs. They didn't back down. I mean, they could have easily given up, said, let's get on the plane, let's get out of here, let's get back to Wrigley and, and regroup, and we got San Francisco coming in and Arizona behind them, but they fought. The Cubs took every single thing that Cincinnati threw at them today, and then they took advantage of it when the breaks presented themselves and scored 10 runs in the eighth and ninth inning to really put this thing out of whack which is good. But, I mean, the Cubs were losing. They are losing 5-4. to four. It could be tied up 5-5. to five. It may have said they were losing in, in the 7th, but it was tied. Uh, and, again, the game, the Cubs were – this game was far from one. This game was nowhere near as close as that 15-7 to seven score would indicate. You look at that 15-7 to seven score and you get excited, and then you realize the majority of the runs and the majority of the action came in the 8th and the ninth inning. What that is is a character builder to me. The character of coming through – Fighting in this game, we fought the whole way in this thing, and then we blew them out in the last two innings. But, I mean, this was a tough game up until the eighth when the Cubs just started hitting the ball and pounding the ball. They, the Cubs, uh, the old we came, we saw, we conquered thing. And they walk out of here with a split, and we'll take it. At this point in the season, the split is fine. We got San Francisco coming in. Let's see what we got there. Just looking at some stuff from today, little things I just see as I, as I like to peruse the box score when it's all over. I see Tom Talkman. I love Talkman. I really do. The pride of Palatine, four hits today. Uh, Nico, come in with two hits. Uh, Happer, three hits. Happ hit Cincinnati well. Uh, I know you know this, but if you don't, he played college at the University of Cincinnati. He's a Bearcat. He likes going back there and hitting the ball, and he always has a lot of family around, and it's he, he enjoys that hitting in that stadium. And every time he goes there, he owns the Reds in Cincinnati. He really does, and, and he just had three big hits today. Um what else we had here? Bellinger, two hits and a home run. You had Swanson with two hits coming out of his slump. Suzuki, two hits. The team hit the ball today. They brought the bats with them. One thing I do want to talk about, you know, we're talking about what happened the last two, a one to nothing game and a two-to-one game. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, the bats weren't there. And that's very true, okay, that the bats weren't there. The bats need to be there. We have to get hitting if we're going to win. There's no question about it. But when you get into this part of the season, what happens is the – there's an old adage in baseball that really applies, and that is good pitching beats good hitting every time. And that's because if you look at a guy who's a 240 hitter, right, let's take Tuckman, for example. He's hitting 262. What a bad average computes is on a 1,000 scale. So if, what that means is if he were to hit a 1,000 times, he would get 262 hits. That also means he would get out 738 times. Okay, So when people say that good pitching meets good hitting, what they're looking at is batting averages how many times a pitcher is going to get a batter out and the averages are always favoring the pitcher. Well, what you want to do is when you play is obviously you're not, everyone's going to get four hits or three hits or two hits in the game. You hope the guy gets a hit here, guy gets a hit there, guy gets that there, you get seven, eight hits and you win the ball game. That's the way you, you play it. But there are times when you start getting into this point in the season now where you make that turn for home 
when you're beat, when every game means something, when every pitcher's coming after you, when every team is playing you hard, the bats sometimes aren't going to be there. And this is where you really want your pitching arms to come through. Okay. Great quality teams have that balance. Okay. They're going to get that. They're going to get those days where the bats just aren't there. You're going to get three or four hits and you're going to lose one to nothing. You're going to lose two to one. We get that. Okay. And that's part of it. And you don't want those games. Obviously you want to get the guys in there who are hitting and who are hot and who are moving ahead. And I get, you know, that's exactly what you want. You're not always going to get that. What you're going to get is a day where you need a pitcher to come through. All right. What's been happening here with our pitchers is simple. We, we, our starters have been giving them five, six innings, but the bullpen has just been overworked and they're tired and they're not getting people out. You bring up a guy like Keenan Thompson. Now, Keenan Thompson had a, or Keegan Thompson, I should say. Keenan, Keenan was the actor on Saturday Night Live. I do that all the time. I'm getting old. My memory's fading. Give me a break. You bring Keegan up and Keegan just got hammered this year in Iowa. Okay. The last four or five games, he was good, but the whole year, I mean, there was talk about them giving him a release that he was going to come out. All right, but they brought him up because he looked good in the last three or four games, uh, his last three performances. They want him to come up and eat innings. You bring up a Sean Green. Who's Sean Green? Well, he's a has been washed up that's on the waiver wire going into September. That should tell you something. But they pick him up. He came in today and got an inning, got an inning in. That's what you want now. You want to start getting guys that could come in and eat innings, get outs, get outs. And if even if they're 400 foot outs, that's fine. They're still outs. We've got to do what we can. You don't want to get a situation where guys are coming in and they're beat, they're tired, they can't get any movement on their on their sinker, like Leiter yesterday and gives up a long home run and gives up a or gives up. He didn't have that moment; he had the double off the wall that hurt him, but he just gives up a lot of hits and can't win games. That's the problem we're running into. Guys are tired. We got to get the bullpen rest, so we need that big efforts. Justin Steele's going out tomorrow against against uh, San Francisco. Let's hope Justin Steele's the man. He, let's hope he can go out there and give them six, seven strong innings to. Uh, just get that bullpen a rest. That's all we got to do is get the bullpen a rest. The bats came around today, 18 hits again. Uh, you know, it, it was tight throughout. They, they came through. Let's just hope now that we can keep them coming in there and uh, we can play if we win or to get the bats or we can play if we don't. We got to get the arms too. So that's where we are right now. It was a good win. Uh, all in all, the series, okay. We can live with it. Two and two on the road against Cincinnati. They're independent race as well. We're coming down to. <laughs> Oh boy, you know, now it gets fun. So I'm going to tell you what, Omar, let's go into page two and uh, we'll see what we got there. Okay, I'm going to try that again. I like it better than the other one we had, but uh, I'm still figuring out all this new equipment. Anyway, I want to do the scores first because uh, there's a lot to talk about with what's going on in the pennant race right now, especially the wild card. But let's start at the top. We know that the Cubs beat the Reds today 16 to 7. I'm sorry, 15 to 7. And, uh, a big eighth inning was the was the reason for the win there. Philadelphia took out the Brewers four to two. Well, that's good news. And one in and another, you know, maybe a little bit on the second. We can always use Philadelphia losing too. Of course, let the Brewers take all the losses they can. That's not a bad thing. Marlins over the Nationals six to four. We got uh, what's the other ones that we want to know about? How about the, uh, uh, the Cardinals and the Pirates? I don't know. Cardinals beat the Pirates six to four. Who cares? Both of them are dead. Um, I'm looking. Okay, here we go. Here's one right here. The Angels over the Diamondbacks, eight to five. Or eight, yeah, Angels. I mean, sorry, the Orioles rather. Baltimore beat the Diamondbacks, eight to five. That's huge. I'll tell you why in just a second. Also, the Padres, four to nothing over the Giants. That too is huge. In a couple ways, San Francisco's on a plane coming to Chicago now to play us tomorrow. A day game. Have fun with that, guys. Okay, now we see what what we saw in their scores, right? I went over them real quick with you. 
Now let's talk about the standings. Let's get into that a little bit here. If I can find this, uh, where did I put standings? Standings, standings, major league standings. Okay, here we go. In the wild card, let's talk about that first before we get to the division race. In the wild card right now, Philadelphia's up. Okay, they got uh, five. Uh, they're five and a half games up. They're going to be the top choice in the in the wild card berth. They will be number one. Okay, number two is the Cubs right now. Okay, and the Cubs are sitting at. Uh, Three games into the second spot. So we're in pretty decent shape there. Though that could change quick. Why? Because tied for the third slot, you got Miami, San Francisco, Arizona, and Cincinnati. You got a four-team race all for that third slot. And guess what? Who do we play? We got San Francisco first part of the week. We got the Diamondbacks the second part of the week. Next week, we see Miami. We're going to see all these teams here in the next 10 or 15 days, okay? This is where it gets fun. We got to win. Just win, baby. You hear me say it all the time. Just win, baby. We got to get these wins, okay? Uh, uh, and again, you got all these teams coming in. Now, here's where it gets real interesting. And I just noticed this as I was looking this over tonight in my preparation here. San Diego is only five and a half out. The Mets and Pittsburgh are seven out. Now, that's a bit, it's asking a lot to make that kind, make up that kind of ground in the next three and a half, four weeks. Okay, it is. There's no question about it. But this comes down to what I've been saying all along. A winning streak is going to put a team in the playoffs. Okay, especially in the National League when you've got a lot of teams here messing around. Okay, and I've said it before. The bigger the winning streak, and you know, I said a 10-game winning streak is going to win our division. I still believe that, and I think Milwaukee's probably got it sewn up for the most part. But it's the same thing in the wild card. One of these teams, Pittsburgh, the Mets, San Diego, make a run. They're gonna come. They're gonna come in there and start, start taking some people out, and it's gonna get interesting. But I, I think it's asking too much at this point in the season. I think our, our prime competitions that come from Arizona, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and the Marlins, and we got them coming up, and we got to win some games. Our pitching's got to come through. Our bats got to show up, and basically that's what has to happen for us to us to go far. Uh. What else I want to talk about here on the standings? There is one other thing I want to kind of go over real quick. I want to get out of the wild card. I just want to go over the division itself. In the National League, really, there's only one divisional race left. Uh, right now, you got Atlanta. They're 15 up over Philadelphia in the East. In the West, the Dodgers, geez, Louise, they're just pounding people. Uh, and they are now 14 and a half up on Arizona. Okay, in our what we care about in our division here, in the last 10 games, we're 6-4. and four. Milwaukee is 7-3. and three. Uh, Cincinnati's 4-6. and six. That's what we got to worry about right there, the last 10 games. Okay, so we see where we are. Uh, the Brewers are up 3.5 over the Cubs, 6.5 over Cincinnati. Uh, it, it's going to be tough to beat the Brewers. I'm going to tell you right now. It's going to be tough to beat them. They're, they're playing too well. Um, but then again, Hey, he dropped three or four in a row. We win three and a four in a row. Guess what? We're right back in there. This is the one thing we've got to really avoid at this point in the season is any kind of a prolonged losing streak. That is the one thing that was to the, made today so important. You lose one game, okay. You lose two games, uh, you lose three or four games, you can put yourself in. As you see by these numbers I talked about earlier, with five teams or four teams in, in the third spot, you lose four games, guess what? You're down there fighting with San Diego coming in fifth. You don't give trophies for fifth. Not the last I checked. So that's where we are. It's fun. It's a lot funner than where we were last year at this time. I tell you that right now. A lot funner than where we were the year before. 
I'm enjoying it. It's just fun waking up every day and thinking how the Cubs going to do. You know, I mean, it's fun watching these games and, and, and seeing how it comes out. I'm enjoying it. I know you are, too, from the comments I get from you. Uh, what else can we talk about real quick? I just wanted to mention uh, Jordan Wicks. Remember last week we talked about him possibly coming up, and uh, he did. It's been real strong, 2-0 two, two in the two games he pitched. Uh, nice to throw him in, in the starting rotation and get five, six innings out of him. He's looking strong. As is Javier Assad. I got to give it to Assad. The game he threw the other night, uh, though he didn't, we didn't win it. He really, really threw well. He, the, the kid's gutty. And the one thing you do want to see in starting pitchers that both these two guys have, along with uh, Steele. Steele's an expert at this. Uh, of course, Hendricks has been doing this forever and ever and ever. Is these guys get into jams, but they get out of jams. And that's the thing you really want to see. If a guy can go in there and walk a guy here or there and then get a double play ball or a pop up or whatever and gets out of the inning. That's what you want to see because then not only do they not score, but then you know what the guy's strong. He's going good. They've got he's got someone's number and he's going to continue on, and he's going to save the bullpen. Okay, what we don't want is to see what we've seen with some of the other guys where they're getting two or three hits and they can't get anybody out and they got to make changes. Now we go to the bullpen and got two or three batters there and they're not doing much and two or three batters there. And the next thing you know, you're using four guys and you you know you lose four to three and you lose four guys. So. We don't want that either. But anyway, it's been a good week. Uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I'd just love to have those two games back. <laughs> I know you would too. Let's hope uh, it goes better for us again this week. We got uh, San Francisco coming in for three. We got Steel tomorrow. We got Coyote Hendricks, the pride of, El, of uh, San Juan Capistrano High School. It's a cool high school, by the way, if you ever drive by it. It's got a, it's got the school logo emblazoned on the side of the mountain it really is kind of a cool place went down there and refereed officiated a football game there one night it was something else and uh but kyle hendricks has a game tuesday jordan wicks we'll see him on wednesday Assad will see him on thursday uh looks like we'll be back uh it'll be with italian again on uh on friday so let's hope for the best we'll talk again in next week and hopefully when we get back here next week it'll be uh we'll have more Fun and joy to talk about. The Cubs will have uh, done pretty well and won a game or two. And I don't know. Let's just hope for the best, right? Omar, do we have music to close this thing? I don't know. Thought we did. Oh, well, maybe not. On behalf of my producer, the great Russ Omar. <laughs> my name is Jeff Hare. Thank you for tuning in. And on. Uh, here now, talking Cubs baseball this week and every week, brought to you by True Blues and Chicago Cubs 18. Thank you. Have a good evening. Good night.